The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 203 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Next month, you can take a walk on the dark side. I'll have more in just a bit, but first, your week in geek. After 10 years as co-publisher for DC Comics, Dan Didio is no longer with the company. While the news has been confirmed by multiple news outlets, the exact reason behind Didio's firing remains unclear. The news isn't too surprising as sales for DC Comics have been rather stale and last year also saw speculation the publisher's parent company, AT&T, might even sell DC off. Prior to being named co-publisher of DC in 2010, Dan Didio also served as VP Executive Editor and has worked as a writer. Marvel plans a new lineup of superheroes in its comic books. The publisher's new title, The Marvels, is a spin-off of the critically acclaimed 1994 miniseries telling the original stories from the point of view of a photojournalist. The series is written by the original author of the 1994 series, Kurt Busiek, and illustrated by Yildre Sinar, with covers and character designs from Alex Ross. The first issue of the series is set to be released in May. One of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies coming out this year finishes filming. Gemma Chan, one of the stars of The Eternals, took to Twitter sharing a photo of herself wearing a ball cap with the movie's logo on it and saying it's a wrap. Marvel says the movie features an exciting new team of superheroes, ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. The Eternals is coming to movie theaters on November 6th. A new Star Wars movie might already be in the works. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney has hired the writer and director of the sci-fi thriller Slight and the writer for Luke Cage and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to develop it. Insiders say it's undecided whether the project will be for the big screen or for Disney's highly prioritized streaming platform. Further details are unknown, although the next theatrical Star Wars film remains on the release calendar for December 16th in 2022. Fans of the 90s hit series Friends Rejoice, the reunion show is on. The one-hour show expected to air on the soon-to-be-released HBO Max will cost the network $20 million, which each of the stars getting 3 to $4 million each. According to reports, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, David Schwimmer, Matt LeBlanc, and Matthew Perry have come to an agreement with Warner Brothers. The original series was dropped by Netflix last year, but will likely make its return to streaming on HBO Max when it starts streaming in May. This has been your Week in Geek. The Oklahoma City Festival of Freaks 2020 is coming to the State Fairgrounds on Saturday, March 21st. Here to give us all the details is Chelsea Boone. Chelsea, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So tell us about the Festival of Freaks. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, so Festival Freaks, this is actually our second event ever. Um, our first one was when, is in Tulsa last year in October. Uh-huh. Um, so this is our first one in Oklahoma City. We're really excited. 
our first event was really small and mm. we just had such a great response that we just decided to go big. Yeah. Um, so we're expecting lots of people, uh, lots of, you know, cool stuff going on. We'll have over 50 vendors, um, wow. artists, you know, uh, photographers. Um, we have some readers, you know, so if you need mm -hmm. to get your tarot card readed, read or, you know, your aura read, um, we'll definitely have that stuff. Um, one of our major sponsors will be the Museum of Osteology. Oh, great. So we're yeah. super excited about that. They're going to have a whole room. Um, they're going to bring lots of their uh, museum displays. They're going to have, you know, their uh, cleaning process and their bone processing process, um, as well as they're going to bring oil, not oil, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Owl pellets. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So, well, oh, so you can actually, a, yeah, what's in there. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to have tables set up. So, you know, it's going to cost $5. You can come in there. You can dissect some um, owl pellets and, you know, see if you find anything cool. That's right. Um, so, and then some of our performances we're going to have, we're going to have a contortionist, Twistina. Wow. She's local. I'm really excited about her. She's going to also be doing a levitation wand. Um, we're going to have the, uh, we're going to have some steampunk belly dancers as well. Oh, cool. Another one I'm really excited about. Um, and then we'll have a costume contest and we're going to be giving away uh, passes to the Museum of Osteology as well. You said uh, you had it last year. Was it about the same time last year in um, Tulsa? No. So we had it in October. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll probably be doing another Tulsa one in October. Good. Um, so we're planning on doing a big one in OKC, a big one in Tulsa. Sure. And then throughout the year, we're planning on doing smaller events um, and then probably a Christmas one. Why Festival Freaks? What, why, why, why that name? Um, so it was actually came up by my business partner, Casey Burr. Mm -hmm. um, she's the one who started this. She wanted to have a, you know, an event for, you know, vendors and artists who kind of have darker work. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, we, you know, when we do that kind of work, we don't always get accepted into like the mainstream, yeah. like art festivals or like, you know, vendor shows. Um, so we really wanted something niche for those people um, and to showcase that side mm -hmm. um, of the vending world. And so she approached me seeing if I'd be interested in helping her out. Um, and I was like, yeah, this sounds awesome. And it just, it's taken off from there. Yeah, and I don't think I've seen anything like this because yeah, we've got our conventions, we've got our art exhibits and, and things like that, but nothing that really digs into some of the darker themes uh, of the geekdom. Right, yeah, and so that's definitely one of our focuses. Um, but we are branching out. We kind of want to accept all of the sub-genres. Um, so not just the dark side, but just kind of anything strange, mm -hmm. anything weird um, that is, you know, not really so mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Something that that might be just a little bit different that uh, sometimes because it might be a little bit different, a little bit weird is kind of shunned by the certainly by the mainstream, not always by the, the geek community. Usually they're all just, right. they're pretty accepting of it. It's just it. But when it comes to the mainstream, most people are like, what is that? Oh, that's kind of weird. And that's, and so it feels like the people who really get into that don't have a place to go. Exactly. And yeah. so that's why you put this together. Yeah. And that's what, that's our goal. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I also, I'm also a vendor mm -hmm. um, and I've done lots of art festivals and half the time I get, oh, that's weird, yeah. but that's cool, yeah. but that's weird. <laughs> so, you know, we we just want to have a place for, um, you know, people who create 
things along those lines. Yeah, yeah, and, and to be able to express themselves and not have to worry about, well, is this going to be accepted right. by the normals, <laughs> the normal yeah. people? Yeah, it, it's, it's a judgment-free zone. Yeah. We welcome everybody. We welcome all kinds of weird. Yeah, so what are the, so you said, mentioned about some of the vendors, and, and you you'd mentioned the contortion. What was it you said that she was going to be doing? Um, so she's going to be doing contortion, uh, and then she's also going to be doing a levitation wand. Levitation wand, yes. what is that? So essentially it's just like this cool looking wand and she performs and it looks like it's actually levitating. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. wonderful. So it kind of just hovers between her hands and she does all kinds of cool tricks with that. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you've got the, the Museum of Osteology. We've had them on our show as well because it, it it's just fascinating. Again, it and I love the, the fact that they don't sugarcoat it. This is right. death. This is, and you know, again, I think a lot of times in your, your, your CSI shows and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of whitewashed um, and you just don't, and I love the fact that the Museum of Osteology comes right and says, look, this is, this is dead people and, and it's fascinating. People love that. And so I love the fact that they're coming in to talk about it and be a part of it. Yeah, it really just seemed like a natural partnership. Mm -hmm. You know, I reached out to them and I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe I'll hear back. Sometimes when you reach out to people for sponsorships, you don't always hear back. And right. so I thought, you know what, it's worth a shot. Um, and they were so enthusiastic about joining us. They were like, this is, you know, what we're into. Like, this is our thing. Mm -hmm. We'd love to be like a sponsor. Um, so they're sponsoring along with their sister company, Skulls Unlimited International. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, again, the, the company that they basically, it, it's you, you get to see um, how people died. You get to look into just it it's the mystery of, of death not only not death itself but also how people how people actually died which right. is amazing it's also kind of brings out some of the beauty of like the skeletons mm -hmm. and the bones um you know i i find that stuff really fascinating and i think you know in itself it's artistic and it's you know something that i like to display in my house as yeah. well um so we're really excited to have them they're going to have their whole process about how they clean the bones um, they're going to have like different, you know, skeletons at different stages. Um, so yeah, we're super excited. Who else? You said you're a vendor. What do you do? Um, so I am a painter and a sculptor. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and I recently have gotten really into pottery. Mm -hmm. So I make really cool like mugs that have like snakes wrapped around it as handles. Oh, that's um, very cool. I made like an octopus one that the octopus is the handle. I make really cool like mushroom mugs. Um, but traditionally, I am a painter and a sculptor. Well, and you've got to be able to still paint. Uh, I mean, sure, I'm sure your pottery is not going out naked. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, it kind of, it all works together yeah. um, to just make some really cool pottery pieces. Um, and because I also vend shows, I kind of know, you know, what makes a good show and mm -hmm. what doesn't. So How long have you been doing, have been vending for shows? Um, well, I started in 2013 mm -hmm. and I just quit my full-time job recently to pursue it full-time um, in September. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. Because that we, they always say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your exactly. life. Exactly. And, and I mean, I've been working 24 seven, but it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like it. Sure, because you get to do what you enjoy doing. Exactly. And when you have a finished product, I don't, what's, what's more exciting for you? Having a finished product or actually being able to sell it, to see someone else be able to appreciate what you get? You know, it's, it's hard to say because I, I really love to see, you know, when something turns out well, that's really exciting. But definitely when someone picks up my piece and they're like, oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. Like this is exactly the kind of thing I love. And then they buy it. There's like kind of like a rush, like adrenaline rush. 
as you've been putting the show together, are you actually going to be vending at the show? I will. I'll Good. be having Good. somebody else uh, run my booth because I'm going to be. I was going to say because you don't have time to <laughs> yeah, do anything no. else. No, I think I'm uh, I'm roping in my sister, making her help me. Um, so she'll run my booth for me. But yeah, I'll have a booth. I'm going to be operating under the cursed curators. Was so, it, say that again. The cursed curators. Oh, cursed curators. Great. Yeah. So I that's kind of my spooky side business mm -hmm. where I create. Um, pieces of art that relate back to like real world folklore mm -hmm. or like historical fiction. Um, so every piece I create, I also have a backstory that you Ooh. get written up and like a little like diagram of the piece and stuff like that. Like what? Explain, like give me one of the one examples. So one, one of my really popular pieces is called a tooth doll. Uh -huh. And so essentially it is a like large sculpted tooth and it has a little face. Um, and then it has like a little linen body and I make it look like antique. I like kind of burn it and like just make it look dirty and old. Yeah. Um, and then it rattles. And the concept behind it is that, you know, back in the Victorian ages, they used to do um, hair, Vic Victorian hair art. Yeah. Where if someone passed away, they would take the hair of the deceased person, create a piece of art with it to remember them. And so it's kind of based off that concept where like if a child died, you would take their baby teeth or Mm -hmm. whatever and you would put it inside this tooth doll um and then like maybe the spirit of the child would go inside the doll right. so i have a whole like backstory written about it and like you know every time you purchase one of the dolls you get the written backstory and the diagram and like the drawing of the the figure it's kind of a very steampunk adaptation of yeah, it. yeah yeah so that's kind of uh, the concept for my vending booth that i'll have at festival freaks that's great uh who else you said you've got uh some some tarot readers yes Tell i me do about that. Um, so I'll have some tarot card readers. I think, I think her name is, her business is like the Chaos Fox or something like that. Um, so she'll be doing some tarot card reading, and then um, Mandy Weems, she will be doing a aura reading. So really, she we're excited about that. Um, and she actually like has a picture that she draws for you of your aura. So most people know about tarot readings. Uh, I mean, yeah, but but most I don't think most people know about aura readings. Tell me about that. Um, so that's not something I'm super familiar with, mm -hmm. but basically sh you sit down in front of her and she looks at you and she can see your aura Yeah. and then she essentially draws it for you and kind of explains to you like, you know, what it means, different stuff like that. Yeah. The different colors, uh, depends on, on what's going on sometimes in your, just in your personal life right now, or possibly your past or your future. It, it's all dependent on the colors. And so exactly. she'll put that in there. That's just, that's amazing. That's, that's fantastic. So you've got that, you've got some tarot readers, you've got, you've got a tarot reader, you've got an R reader, uh, and you've got, s what other vendors do you have? Um, so I'm going to have a so couple. Did you say 50? Is that what I heard you say? Over 50. Over 50. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, I've got my, so my business partner, Casey Burr, she will also be vending as well. And she creates these really cool um, insect jewelry where she takes real insects and she encases them in resin and then puts like gemstones in them. Ooh. Um, and I've got some of her work and it's absolutely beautiful. I'm like, she made me some cicada wing earrings and they're just like iridescent and amazing. Um, so she's got some really cool stuff. I have a couple people who will actually be making like spells for you on mm -hmm. the spot. Um, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me well, and it's, I think it's funny because I, I just had Peter Purin, uh, who is doing the Uncanny Comic Con at uh, in Shawnee oh, on, the Mar yeah, on March 7th. Um, and I, it was like, I, I don't have time to enjoy the thing I put together because I'm running around. So I think you're the first people that I've ever heard that are actually going to have a vending booth at your con because right. you're so busy putting this thing together. Yeah, that's why I have to rope <laughs> and help. You know, I get some free labor. I'm like, yes. hey, family, uh, yeah. come help me. 
Um, some other cool vendors we'll have is the Cobol uh, Taxidermy Emporium. What's so that? So they're coming down, um, and so they're going to have taxidermy, mm-hmm. just like mounted like deer, um, maybe some exotic animals, and they'll probably have some skeletons as well available. Oh, you said kobold, so I mean, kobold, kobold. That's their name. Kobold. Yes. Oh, okay. Kobold like, taxidermy <laughs> emporium. Um, some other cool people. So Amy Vinson of Elemental Earthshop. She mm-hmm. is going to be doing, um, you know, like a spell bar mm-hmm. where you approach her and you're like, hey. I'm having this issue. And she's like, you know what? I got you. Let me make you a spell for your issue. Um, So that's another cool thing that's happening. Um, We're going to have get stone tooth gems. So Mm -hmm. if you want a little bling in your tooth, they're the people to go to. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the people to go to for that. Then there's going to be osteo arboretum. um, And she makes really beautiful work um, incorporating paper flowers Mm -hmm. and uh, skeletons as well, like skulls. Um, animal skulls, yeah, yeah. and I, I, she finds them all naturally or ethically sourced as well. That's wonderful. And uh, your 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 you said mentioned mentioned your entertainers. Is that all? You're you're gonna have the the um, uh, the contortionist and and what was your other one? You, uh, you said. Um. So we're gonna have a Mirage Dance Company. Yeah. What's they that? are a local belly dancing troupe, um, based out of Midwest City. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna come in. I think they're gonna be dressed in like steampunk attire, and they're gonna be doing two performances. Um, one at one and one at two thirty, um, and they're really awesome. I love working with that group. They're so friendly, and they love to you know come out to community events and just support um, that way. Um, and then we're also going to have Cirque du Freak. They oh, are an okay. LED dance troupe, mm-hmm. um, and they're performing at six. Oh, that's wonderful! Now uh, you mentioned about steampunk. Is there? Do you feel like the the steampunk is is part of kind of this the steampunk movement that's been going on for the past couple decades is really kind of the 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 milieu that you guys sometimes go into i I think there's definitely some overlap Uh for sure um i've seen steampunk people at other oddity events um and i think again we're we're not trying to limit ourselves to just the dark side we want to reach out to all of you know kind of those unusual subgenres which i think steampunk fits well into yeah. that and there's there's plenty there are so right. many and again people most of the people who are really into the geek community know about it exactly um but it's not they don't usually get a chance to really show it off and this is their opportunity to even if they don't do it all the time this is a chance to maybe delve into it a little bit more yeah exactly and you know we're encouraging encouraging everybody to come in dressed up if they want to you know let your freak flag fly like i'm gonna be dressed up like maybe some demon chick i don't Mm -hmm. know i'm gonna have horns it's gonna be awesome so you know we're encouraging if you are into steampunk come dressed as steampunk you know if you're you're you just have an original character you want to be do that sure if you want to dress up like you know like horror cosplay or just any cosplay we welcome that as well. Yeah, uh, horror, of course, uh, of course. Right now, it's it's big. I um, I think in the past five or six years, I've really seen it grow uh, further than I, I think I've ever seen it in my life. Beyond just the slasher films that that were really big uh, several several decades ago, but more just really really dealing into the some a lot of the psychological horror, uh, the thriller, mystery horror that it just. It's fabulous, but it really seems to have grown a lot in the past few years. I, I would say so. I Growing up, I was a giant scaredy cat. So <laughs> I, I was not into horror. I could not handle it. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've grown you know, a little bit more tolerant. Mm-hmm. And now I just find it fascinating because I think they've gone from you know just shock and gore yeah. to more like complex. Like they're really dealing with some 
deep themes. Yeah. And those are the horror movies I really, you know, appreciate. You know, they're kind of artistic. They, you know, they really make you think. Yeah. And they're interesting. And I just, you know, I find them so fascinating. Of course, also, I think, I think I was the same way. I grew up just a big scary cat. Uh, the first time I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, I was like, uh. Um, but, but there's also, um, there's a thrill that you get by being scared. That's that true. is that is exciting, even if it does scare you. That that touch with the with with that kind of darkness, that 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 fear, it makes one feel alive. I think that kind of goes along with like adrenaline junkies. Mm -hmm. You know, you you get that shot of adrenaline when you're experiencing something that's scary, yeah. and you know that's always fun. People love that. Yeah, I'd rather uh, go to a haunted house than jump out of a plane. I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you there. If I had to choose between jumping out of a plane and a horror movie or a haunted house, yeah. I'd probably go that route. The haunted house, it's easier. You know, it's less fake dangerous, and, yeah. but it's going to scare you. And yeah, it does. It gets the adrenaline pumping, and it's it's very exciting. Um, and I think that's also it. Is there is a fascination with wanting to deal with with things that are not. Uh, that we wouldn't consider natural or again the mainstream there's there's something exciting of that for us uh, why we watch these kinds of movies it's why we get into it is because it's thrilling right and there's something exciting about that what else have you guys got going on that weekend or that or that saturday um so i think it's mostly the performers um mm -hmm. and the vendors and i mean we're just mostly doing that all day our event runs from 11 to 7. Um, we're encouraging people to get tickets in advance because we're expecting a really big turnout. How many are you expecting right now? Well, right now, you know, we're looking at 8,000 people interested. We! And we still <laughs> have like a month to go. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm anticipating at least 10,000 people interested. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping at least half of that, sure. you know, shows up. Usually you can just expect half. So they'll be like, that's like 5,000 people. That's incredible. And I mean, that that's amazing because I think our last event we had... 800 we were in a tiny tiny building 800 square feet it was you know shoulder to shoulder <laughs> claustrophobic um and so you know we're we just decided to go big mm -hmm. and we're we're anticipating a really good turnout um you can buy tickets at the door but definitely i would encourage everybody to buy online just to avoid those long lines sure how much are they online um, online, they're going to be five dollars, and they're five dollars at the door as well. Only five dollars. Yeah. See, that's a, now. See, that's amazing because I don't think I've, I don't think I know of any uh, con, even our local cons that go down that that cheap. Is that in the hopes that maybe if they spend less at the door, you've got they've got a little bit more to spend at the vendors? I mean, that's something we definitely hope. Um, we we really want our vendors to do well. That mm -hmm. is one of the main goals that yeah. we have is we we care about vendors as vendors we yes. really care about them it you have to take care way. of your vendors if you want to have a good show yeah um and we just want to keep it affordable for everyone mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of shows that are like ten dollars and that's great but we care more about putting on a good show mm -hmm. than making a bunch of money i mean they're both good but you and and, and hopefully i mean the whole idea is i mean at only five dollars it's kind of one of those things and I know that everybody who puts out something like this, you've got to figure out that balance. How much do you go that you don't price people away? Right. And, and, and hopefully you'll get more people because the price is so affordable to come in. Yes, exactly. Where are you, where are you guys at? Where are this? I saw you were on the state fairgrounds, but I couldn't figure out what building you were in. We're going to be in the hobbies, arts and crafts. Okay. I, that's what I feel. The 3000 Pershing, yes. uh, general Pershing Boulevard. So the art hobbies, arts and crafts. Um, and that's a very big space. That's about 19,000 square feet. Yeah. 
and you said you've got more than 50 uh, vendors yeah, and, 50. And, a little, and a little performance stage. And I, I, that that could still get pretty crowded, though, if you have like 5,000 people. It's it's definitely, it's probably going to be crowded, if I'm being honest. I hope so. I mean, we, we tried to pack it in as many vendors as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you can get there early, beat the crowds, I would yeah. suggest it. It's it's going to be a, you know, busy day. Um, next year, we might look at getting a different venue. This is our first huge venue. Um, so we're trying it out. We're going to see how it goes and maybe expand next year. You would not be the first. I have had, uh, in, in my uh, coming up on five years of doing this program, I've had many cons on and a lot of them get their start yeah. at the Hobbies Arts and Crafts Building. And within one year, they're moving to another bigger space because there's just not enough room. People want to go to places where they, they have like people. Exactly. And I think that's definitely one of the appeals that we have is, you know, we're just, we're accepting of everybody. You know, we're not going to turn anybody away. Like if you're as weird as us, awesome. That's great. Yes. And if you, and if you want to maybe experiment with being as weird as us. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're just like your average Joe and you're like, Hey, mm-hmm. I just want to be weird for a day. Yeah. Go for it. If you, if you don't want to be weird, that's totally fine too. That's great. Cause there's so much for everybody. There really is. You know, we, we just, we want to reach out to everyone um, and just have a really, you know, open place where you can come, you can check out some weird stuff. And if you decide it's not for you, that's totally fine. Yeah, because there's I, I, that's what I always say about what I love about the geek community. It's why I've, 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 I love what's going on in Oklahoma City and how it's growing is there is enough for everybody and you don't have to like it all. But there's something for everybody. Exactly. And I love that. And I love the fact that, that you guys are, are, are doing that. You, you've even even inside the the kind of the 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 this this part this genre there is still again you're gonna find something that you love you might not love it all there's gonna be something there for you yeah you know we've got some great pop culture vendors as well like Mm -hmm. it's not just all dark art we've really you know made sure that we have a diverse set Mm -hmm. um, of items and services available for everybody you know it's going to be kid friendly i mean there Mm -hmm. might be some images that some kids might find scary, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit of nudity um, in the art. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, we're trying to keep this an all ages show sure. as possible. Um, you know, we've got pop culture vendors. We've got, you know, some just, you know, really pretty like crystal gem vendors. Um, I've got some, you know, crochet artists oh, as well. They're going to be making cute little um, monsters. I have one vendor who creates little monsters that you can adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, you know, we're going to have a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah, the, the, the monster genre, I mean, we're talking, well, obviously, all the way back to the, the classic MGM studio monsters, Frankenstein and Dracula. It's, it's thrilling, and people have grown up with those. And so when, when you talk about the monster genre, you know, it, that's almost an all age. I mean, they have, they're on Scooby-Doo. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, monsters are all ages. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be wonderful. And and just so it's a lot of fun for the kids. You said it starts at 11, did you say? Yeah, 11 a.m. Okay. and it goes to 7. So you people should be there early so they can they can get in, get around, and, mm-hmm. and look at all the fun, and then go s- sit and watch the shows. Exactly. The first 50 attendees will be entered into a drawing um, to win passes to the Museum of Osteology. Oh, that's great. I'll definitely get there early then. Yes, for um, sure. And it's only $5, uh, whether, whether online or, or at the door. It's really affordable. 
Yes, and children three and under are free. Oh, great. Okay, that's fantastic. And just uh, where can people find out more information about you? Um, so we're primarily on Facebook at the moment, mm-hmm. but you can look us up, uh, Festival of Freaks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our whole, we have got an event page. It has, you know, all the details of the event. I've made sure to be as thorough as possible. You can get details about our uh, costume contest there, um, a raffle, a f- our full vendor list is there. Um, also the list of like services that will be provided like readers and stuff. Um, and then we'll also have an on-site DJ. So we're, oh, we're really excited about that. What time is the costume contest? Um, the costume contest is going to be that day. And, uh, and also I'm kind of curious as to, uh, is there any kind of limits or, or, or anything like that as far as ages or they're going to be split up in male, female or anything like that? Um, so we're not really going to do groups. We, it, since you know this is our first event, we wanted to keep it really small just so we weren't overwhelmed. Sure. Because I know how cosplay contests <laughs> yes. can get. Um, you know, lots of people are going to be in costume. Um, so we, unfortunately, are capping it pretty early. Um, you know, maybe next year we'll be able to expand. But the costume contest registration starts at one thirty to two thirty. Okay. Um, and it is going to be the first. So we're capping the contest at the first 30 entries. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's probably, that's probably a good idea that way you don't have, cause yeah, you're right. Everybody's going to be there in costume. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> going to be in their costume. Um, you know, and I, at this point we just don't have the staff to be able to, yeah. you know, do a huge costume. Hopefully we'll be able to in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, this is also our first time we were doing a costume contest. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves. Um, so we are capping it at 30 registration starts from, uh, one to two 30. And then they will be announcing the winners at three. Um, so they'll do like an onstage walk by. Okay. Um, the judges will be there. They're going to judge on, you know, creativity, whether or not the costume is handmade um, and kind of fun things like that. Um, and then, you know, we're letting all ages in. But if you're under 13, you have to have you know, parental sure. supervision. And release form, I'm sure, for, it, for, those, exactly. for those kids. Yeah. Um, and then... I mean, those are pretty much all the guidelines, just no weapons. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure no no actual nudity. And, yeah, yeah, no nudity. Yeah. You know, keep your bits covered. It's, it's typical. I, I don't think I've ever been to a, uh, a cosplay contest of any kind where, where those, those aren't the, just the normal rules. You've got to make sure to, to protect. This is an all-ages show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's your standard, mm-hmm. you know, cosplay costume contest rules. Right. And, 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 and so that, so, so, so the registration is from one thirty to two thirty, And then is that at two thirty is when they, you do the, 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 for people to see it, or is that going to be at three o'clock is when they come out on stage? Um, so two thirty is going to be the end of registration. Mm-hmm. We're going to give our judges 30 minutes to kind of deliberate, decide, you know, they're probably going to, you know, narrow it down. Do the pre-judging that they pre-judging. Do, right? right. And then, um, between that, we're going to have a Mirage dance company do okay. a quick little belly dance. Um, and then at three, they'll be doing the onstage walk-on. The okay. judges will see the final looks. Um, and then they will make their decision um, and choose the first, second, and third prize. I'm amazed how much uh, conventions have gone to that pre-judging, which I love uh, because it it doesn't take away from that stage moment. You know, when they're asking, oh, did you get that? How did you make that? How did you let that happen all beforehand? Right. And that way we can, the, the, as an audience member, I love, I'm not good at cosplay. I can't do it. Um, I once dressed up in my steampunk outfit that I got from like, you know, the Halloween Express or whatever. Um, that's the best I could do. Um, and I, so I appreciate 
cosplay so much, but I want to see it on the stage and I don't want to see, I just want it to, to, to be able to, to keep flowing. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's important for, you know, everybody to see the costumes. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing I love about going to like cons yeah. is getting to see everybody's really cool costumes and cosplay. Um, and I've got a lot of friends who actually are connected with SoonerCon and I have mm -hmm. relied on them for like, you know, kind of like, oh, what should we do for the costume? Kind of like, what are the do's and don'ts? Mm -hmm. um, so they gave me some really good tips and that's how I got, you know, the, you know, tip to prejudge and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I think everyone's doing that right now. And so that's gonna be so much fun and everyone's gonna enjoy it. So we start at 11 o'clock and we go to seven o'clock, yes. only $5. Uh, I love your Festival of Freaks uh, Facebook page because the events page, because it's really keeping up with everything. If you need to know what's going on, you can just go there and find it out. Yeah, we're trying to post um, at least a couple of times a week, but mm -hmm. you know, getting close to the event, we're gonna post <laughs> daily. Um, and then, you know, go ahead and like us on Facebook because we're planning smaller events throughout the year, mm -hmm. you know, cause I just can't get by on one event. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, we want to be having smaller events throughout the year so everyone can get their, you know, dose of freak whenever they want to. Um, and then we're excited to have a Christmas event. You know, we're going to have some spooky Christmas themed items as well. Um, so keep a lookout for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's, that's the Festival Freaks. Yes. Just the, the, the web, the page on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Just, do you guys have a website yet? Or um, are you working on it? We do not. We will probably be getting one, you know, within the next few months. Yeah. Um, it's something we are talking about. Again, we just started out really yeah. small <laughs> um, and it's taking off. So, you know, I, I would not be surprised if we get a website within the next Which year. It's just amazing. It's, it's because there's, there's a want for it right now. Yeah. And I love the fact that you guys are filling that niche. Exactly. I, I think it's, it's important. Mm -hmm. It's an important niche. Um, and it's something we definitely need in the city and the state. And we're really proud to um, only be allowing in local vendors. Good. I think that's another thing yeah. that not many festivals and events around town, you know, that's not a restriction they have, which is great. You know, we should have some people from out of state, but I also think you need to have a mix of events that are strictly local yeah. because we really want to promote local artists, local performers. You know, we're, we're all about local. Good deal, Chelsea. I'm so excited to have people go to your Facebook page and, and they can find out more. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Thanks for having me. And that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter at Facebook, at Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Chelsea Boone, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.